return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. And I said last week that uh, we don't want it to be repetitive, but believe what you're saying when you say this. Amen? So say it with me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I see some holding up their phones, that's good too. I love that technology can connect us to uh, just to, you know, being able to listen, to read um, when your Bible isn't with you, amen, so yeah. praise the Lord. So we've been talking about prayer and just the importance of prayer and how to pray and why we pray, yeah. and uh, we talked the last couple Sundays that I've, that I've spoke, um, we talked about the Lord's Prayer and the different parts of the Lord's Prayer, how we, should we want to end, begin and end with thanksgiving and honor um, to Him, amen? And it's a, it's a great prayer if you're not sure what to pray or how to pray, just to model it after. Not, not that you have to say the Lord's Prayer verbatim, but there's different things that, that we can ask, that we have need of, there's... Uh, forgiveness maybe that we need to give out or, or um, that uh, we need from the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible also says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we never want to forget that, that we are the righteousness of God. So if you make a mistake, uh, it's okay. We all make mistakes. We're all human. And he accepts us um, how we are. Amen. And and so it's good. We talked about the reason it's good to ask for forgiveness is so that uh, we don't um, continue in that sin. Amen. Because if we don't bring it up before God, you know, the Bible says that um, some, their conscience has been seared with a hot iron. Yeah. And which means that, you know, the more somebody does something and doesn't repent or think it's wrong, the more it's going to happen in their life. And so yeah. we can ask for forgiveness and it just keeps, a, it keeps us God conscious. Amen. It keeps us focused on the Lord and focused on uh, what he wants us to do, amen, here in our life. Yeah. And, uh, and so today I want to talk about listening. So I, I titled the message, The Art of Listening. I want to talk about listening to the Holy Spirit. I told my wife yesterday, I said, uh, she's like, what's your title? And I said, it's The Art of Listening. And she said, ha, as if I was uh, talking about listening to my spouse. <laughs> I'm not, I'm trying to get better at listening to my spouse and, and doing what I need to do, but uh, I'm going to talk about the art of listening to the Holy Spirit, amen, which is just as important, if not more, obviously, uh, than that. So, we're going to talk about listening to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, this can come through prayer, uh, it comes through reading the Word, comes from meditating, 
throughout the day on Scripture. Um, anytime you're trying to get closer to God, you can be listening. Amen? Anytime that you are seeking an answer or you're seeking Him for your life, you can be listening to what the Holy Spirit says. And I've said before, praying is just communicating to God. Just communicating with God. In any good uh, relationship, there's communication, right? So if I am wanting a good relationship with my wife, not only do I um, want to hear what she has, not only do I want to tell her what I want to say, what I have to say, but I want to listen to her, right? I want to listen to what she has to say. Again, work in progress. But that's the key of any good relationship is communication. Amen? I want to communicate. And, and with God, it's the same way. I want to communicate with Him. Not only does He ask us and He tells us to ask for what we need, and it says, ask and you shall receive, but we're also supposed to listen. We're also supposed to hear what He has to say to us. Amen? Amen. And that's, that's a good relationship. And, and when we communicate with Him, um, we are having a relationship. Amen? That's, that's what Christianity is. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And so we want our relationship, just like with you and your spouse or you and your kids, we want our, the relationship to be strong. Amen. And we want it to be good with the Lord. Sometimes we all have problems and needs that we want to, that we want to bring to the Lord. And we say, thank you for, for helping me in this. In Jesus' name, amen. And we kind of forget to listen. We come to him with everything that we need, which is what he tells us to do. Um, we come to him and we, and we tell him all the things that we want him to do in our life and we, and we can praise him and thank him and different things. And then we say amen. It's like we forget to allow him to talk to us, yep. right? And so we want to allow the Holy Spirit to talk to us, okay? We want to allow him to have an influence in our life. The Bible says that we don't lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. And it says he will direct our path. And so in order for me to hear what God has to say, I have to be quiet, okay? If Angeline's trying to talk to me and I'm trying to talk over her, I'm not going to hear what she has to say. If God's trying to speak with me and I'm, ta- I'm talking over him, continuing on in, in what I want to say, I'm not going to hear his voice, right? <clears throat> we want to have time, we want to take time to listen what the Holy Spirit wants to tell us about our situation. I think this is why many Christians get frustrated when their prayer isn't answered how they think it should be, right? Because they pray and they believe they have this faith that God's going to provide, and he does, but they don't take time to listen to what his answer is. Remember, you know, David, when he went out to battle, he'd always inquire of the Lord, Lord, how should we go about this battle? He didn't just go in headstrong and do what he wanted to do. No, he had to wait and he had to listen to the, for the instructions of the Lord to win the battle that he's facing. Amen. And so we want to listen. We want to have peace. We don't want to be frustrated. Amen. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to speak in our life. So we have to give them the time to speak. Let's go to Acts 10. We're going to look at Peter here. It says uh, the next day. So remember the the centurion had a dream and and the dream was there's this man named Simon surnamed Peter who's living and staying at the house of Simon the Tanner by the sea. And, and he sends his servants to go to Peter. So verse 9 says, The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. 
Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and an object like a great sheep bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. Verse 12, do we have that? And in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him a second time when God cleansed. Um, and a voice spoke to him again in the, se- the second time when God has, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. While Peter thought about the vision, as we skip to verse 19, while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. So as Peter's praying, he has this vision. He has this vision that he's not 100% sure what it means, right? So he, uh, he's praying, he's listening to the Lord, and in his mind, you know, he had this vision, and his mind was in tune with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. So our mind, yeah, our, our hearts and our spirit, we want to have those to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, but our minds also, amen, we want to be in tune with, with what the Lord is saying. Yeah, we have a finite mind, but he can... He's going to give you answers. He's going to give you revelation, not just in your heart, but in your mind. You have the mind of Christ. The Bible says we want to, we want to renew our mind, transform our mind. Amen. And so Peter, as he's listening, he was being quiet in the presence of the Lord. He wasn't, notice it doesn't say that he kept asking, Lord, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? No, it says that he thought about the vision. He pondered it. He was wondering in his spirit, in his mind, what... What could this mean, yeah. right? And, uh, and so he didn't just continue to pray and ask for what the vision meant. He thought about it. Yeah. And the Spirit spoke to him when he thought, when he was quiet, when he was patient, when he was waiting. He was pondering the vision in his heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to communicate back. Amen? Yeah. Elijah, the same way, was on Mount Sinai, and the Lord spoke to him. But the Lord spoke to him in a still, small voice. The only way that Elijah could hear the voice of the Lord is to be quiet, right? Is to allow him to speak. And we all remember Elijah wasn't in the best of situations. Um, emotionally, mentally, physically, right? But he still allowed the Lord to speak. How are you allowing God or expecting God to speak to you? Are you expecting him to have this big fanfare? Are you expecting him to speak? Through, uh, you know, you look over at the clouds and, and there's a, a writing in the clouds. Are you, well, are you is your expectation, Lord, I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to be alone with you and I want you yeah. to speak to me in that still, small voice. The Bible says that his sheep hear his voice. Amen. Amen. And so the more we practice being in the presence of God and the more we read and the more we study and, and pray and different things like that, the clearer his voice will be in even the quietest of times. Right. Amen. And he's still going to have a still small voice most of the time, but it will become louder in your spirit. Yep. Amen. Yep. Not necessarily an audible voice, but in your spirit. He's going to give you an impression. He's going to yeah. give you something yeah. that you can use for your life. Yeah. Amen. Or he might give you something for somebody else. Yep. We should be expecting Jesus to speak in our quiet times. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. Amen. Be still. Be silent. Don't have, you don't have to move too fast. Don't get ahead of God. Amen. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So 
there's a time, and there's a time to be loud, and there's a time to worship and to praise, amen, like we were this morning, and there's a time to be still. There's a time to listen. So many times in the Bible, Jesus said, um, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And, you know, he said that after he did the parable of the sower, he said, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. What is he saying? He's saying, tune in to me. Tune in to what I'm trying to say to you. Try to get revelation of the scripture. Get revelation of what I want to happen in the church, in my church. Amen. And, you know, as a pastor, it's my job to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit to come up with a message, to come up with something that I believe that he's saying to me that needs to be said in the body of Christ. Amen. And so many times, you, and you, you see it, we have so many anointed uh, worshipers, we have so many anointed teachers at this church, that there's so many messages that will bear witness with the next one throughout a week or throughout a month. And it's like, wow, you know, script, same, the same scriptures, different things like that. And it's all just hearing the voice of the Lord. Amen. So this isn't something that's just for ministers. It's not something that for just those who speak. Or for those who worship or lead a Bible study, this is for everybody, every Christian. Amen. We all have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us, dwelling on the inside of us. We can all hear from Him. We want to find a quiet, again, a quiet time to be with the Lord. I think it's good to pray. You know, we can pray on our way to work. We can pray in the shower. We can pray, you know, different times. But, again, we should have a quiet time with Jesus. Just a time where it's, there's no other distractions. Yep. I'm not waiting for the light, light to turn green. or No, there's, there should be a time in your life, in your day, where you can just be quiet with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. When Peter went to pray, he went on a roof. I remember it said that he went to the roof yep. to pray. Yeah. He went away from all the distractions that was going on downstairs, all the meal preparation and different things like that. Elijah was, on, was by himself on a mountain. Uh, nobody around, no distractions, nothing that could hinder what God might want to say to him. Jesus often went out to pray by himself. Uh, you know, you go out, there. I think there's a couple of times in Scripture where it says, Jesus went out early in the morning before it got light, or in the darkness, and he went out to pray by himself. Yep. We need those times. Amen. We need those times. We, we should want those times yep. where it's just you and him communicating. Amen. Just fellowshipping, being together. It's important. Let's go to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Now the context of this verse, the actual context is the, the Pharisees going out into the square to pray and to be seen and to, for their pride... So that's the context, but it also shows that when you're really seeking the Lord, there's a secret place you can go to. There's a quiet place that you can go to. There's a place where you're not distracted. Amen. Could be a closet, could be a living room, bedroom, just somewhere where there's no distractions. Could be a certain time of the day. Amen. The devil wants to distract you. He wants to distract you. He wants to make your life difficult. He wants to make your prayer life and your reading life difficult. Yeah. That's, he doesn't want you getting revelation. That's right. He knows you're dangerous with revelation. Amen? Yeah. 
He doesn't want that. He wants us to get busy. He wants to focus on ourselves. Different things. He wants us to be a Martha. Remember Martha in the Bible when, when Jesus came over and she was busy and distracted preparing things for him and, and, uh, and Mary. But Mary chose the quiet thing. He, she chose the good thing. Amen. She chose the, the good part of Jesus' visit. And so in Jesus, in Jesus' business, that's all the time, amen, Through as we pray and read. He's always speaking to us. He's visiting us, amen. Yeah. Um, we want to choose the good part, amen. And don't get me wrong, life is busy. Life is full of things that are going on. We have jobs, school, uh, sports, different things like that. And so there are things that we need to do, but don't let us distract that. Don't let that distract us from Jesus. From our time with him, amen. Hallelujah. So yeah, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his words. There are responsibilities in life. There's things that need to get done, but take time for him, amen. Let's go to Revelations 3.20. The Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and him with me. The Holy Spirit's not going to force himself on you. Notice that it doesn't say that that, uh, behold, I stand uh, with my um, foot ready to kick in the door to come in and visit you and dine with you. No, the Holy Spirit is going to knock at your heart. He's going to uh, be gentle. Uh, he's going to be a gentleman. Amen. It says, I stand at the door and I knock. And it says, if anyone hears my voice. Again, when we're distracted, when we're trying to speak over him, it's going to be tough to hear his voice. But when we're quiet, when we let him... Have, have a word in with us. Yeah. Amen. We're going to hear him knocking at the door of our heart. And it says he's going to come in and dine with us. And, he, and us with him. Amen. So again, he just wants, he wants fellowship with you. Amen. He wants a relationship. Yep. Amen. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you notice here, so he's going to come into fellowship with you if you do two things. One, you have to hear his voice. That's the first thing, right? Second thing you have to do is you have to open the door, right? So you can some people can hear his voice, but not open the door to their heart of their heart to him. Yeah, yeah. Amen. The Bible says that we're not only hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. Amen. Right. So somebody can hear and know exactly the, the right things to do and, and how to live, but if they never open the heart, open the door of their heart to him, then then it's just he's just standing out there knocking, leaving him out there, right? And so we have to hear his voice, and then we have to open the door. Amen. Hearing the voice is the first step. Yeah. Second step is doing what he's asked, to, asked you to do. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Nothing will happen if you don't do these two steps. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Nothing will happen. Right. Hallelujah. And he wants to move in your life. Yeah. I mean, he has good plans for you. He has good things desired for you. Amen. And he wants to move. He wants to see good things happen in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. It wasn't enough for Peter just to hear the Holy Spirit. It wasn't enough for Peter just to have the vision or to, uh, or to hear what the Spirit was saying. No, he had to be obedient, didn't he? Peter had to actually go with the men who came. Yeah. When we hear the Holy Spirit, we do, we're obedient with what he's asking us to do, the kingdom of God expands. Amen? With Peter, if he didn't go to Cornelius um, after he got the vision, the revelation of the salvation of the Gentiles would have been delayed. Right? 
because he was the first one to really to go and to have this revelation that, wow, I guess this isn't just for the Jews. This is also for the Gentiles. As the Holy Spirit Spirit fell, amen, and as they got baptized in the Holy Spirit and then baptized by water, um, he was able to say, well, I guess this isn't just for me. This isn't just for the Jewish people. And praise the Lord, all, most if not all of us in here are thankful that the word came to the Amen. Gentiles. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then let's look what happened with Elijah after he heard the voice of the Lord. Let's go back to 1 Kings 19. The Bible says, so it was when Elijah heard, heard it, heard the voice of the Lord. So I remember the still small voice. He wasn't in the fire, the wind, or the earthquake. But it says, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord. So notice, the conversation, right? So God asked, what are you doing here? And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Now sometimes our conversation might start like this. What am I doing here? What are you doing here? Right? But, again, as we continue to speak, as we continue to allow him to speak, we can soften uh, what we're saying. So, going on to 15. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint um, Hazael, the king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of um, Nimshi, the king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And so he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yokes of oxen before him, and he was the twelfth. Then Elijah passed by him, threw his mantle on him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. So, again, Elijah was in this dark place. Okay, He had, he had just fled from, Je- from Je- Jezebel. I mean, he should be in a great place. I mean, he just miracles were done through Elijah. Um, you know, the, the prophets of Baal were destroyed. Um, and then Jezebel has a word, and he flees for his life. Yep. So he's in this dark place, and he hasn't, he, he hasn't been eating. And there's a couple of times the Lord says, Elijah, get up and eat. Eat something. Yep. A couple of times. Gets his strength back. Right, and then the Lord starts to speak to him, and so, but Elijah was in this dark place, and uh, but just hearing, just thinking, just hearing the voice of the Lord strengthened him. Just hearing the voice of the Lord strengthened Elijah, and it strengthened him to travel to Elisha. Amen. If you're feeling down, allow the Lord to lift you up. If you feel like you're in a dark place or in a bad place. Get into the Word, get into prayer, and allow the Lord to speak to you to lift you up. Amen? Even as Elijah was complaining to God, God was speaking to him and he was encouraging him. And Elijah was listening, right? So again, Elijah, he listened, he heard the voice of the Spirit, and then he obeyed the voice of the Spirit. Right? He went and he did exactly what God had told him to do. Psalm 3.3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. He's the one who lifts up our head. He lifts up our countenance. Amen. I always love, you know, when Jesus is considered our shepherd and 
for a shepherd, there's a, there's a rod or a staff in their hand. And I, I did a message on this one time, but uh, one of the things that the rod was used for was to lift up the sheep's head so they could see where they're going. And so they could go where the shepherd wants them to go. Um, and so I, I see that as Jesus. He's the, as we, as we have our head down and we're stubborn, he lifts up our head to him. He lifts up our head so we can see where we're going. Where we can, so we can see the path that he has for us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so as we look up, as we lift our head up and we lift up our head to him, amen, that he's going to guide you, he's going to direct you. I think some people don't want to listen after they pray because they're afraid of what God might say to them, right? So there might be a situation that, that they're praying about, kind of, and there's an answer they don't want to hear, right? They don't want to hear something that they don't want to hear. But, just remember, God speaks in a loving voice. He doesn't speak in a harsh voice. Amen. Amen. And it's up to us, you know, Jesus, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, if there's anybody that needs to change in this relationship, it's us, right? So, we always want to have a heart to change. A heart to uh, adjust where we're at. Adjust to fit the will of God. Amen. When Paul heard, remember when Paul heard Jesus on the road to Damascus, and uh, he was going to persecute, to throw people in jail. And, uh, but remember what the Lord said, let's go to Acts 9. It says, as he journeyed, he came near to Damascus. Suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Yeah. Now, I, I don't see this as this harsh voice coming from God. Right. Just a question, Saul, why, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he trembled. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said, arise and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. And so, again, Paul, Paul has this unbelievable conversion on the road to Damascus. Yeah. Amen. And... The Bible says that the goodness of God leads to repentance. Amen. So there's nothing about the character of God that would say that Jesus was harsh to Paul in any way. Right. Amen. Yeah. And so when he's speaking to you, he's not going to be harsh. Notice that he didn't bring up Paul's past for the sake of bringing it up. Yeah. Amen. He just asked, why are you persecuting me? No, what did he do? He said, after Paul said, what do you want me to do? He didn't say, well... You have to go make amends for everything you did in the past, did he? No, he said, go, go into the city, look forward, amen, and you're going to be told what you must do, amen. And then I don't have it in here, but then we know the story that Ananias gets this vision as well, and the Lord speaks to him, and he says, there's there's this man named Paul who's coming to you, he's had a vision that there's this man, Ananias, that is going to... Um, heal him from this blindness. And Ananias said, Lord, do you know Paul? Uh, do you know who Paul is? You know what he's been doing? And he said, don't worry about it. He said, just do what I've asked you to do. And Ananias, for his sake, did what God asked him to do. Amen. He's never going to lead you astray. He's never going to lead you into a trap. Amen. And again, just because of, of hearing and obedience, and then Paul recovered the sight and it says immediately he began preaching. Yeah. Immediately he began preaching. And, 
And he was, you know, Peter started the Gentile movement. Paul was instrumental in bringing it to the different cities, the Gentile cities, to, uh, to allow the gospel to continue to spread, to continue to go forth. Amen? He's never going to bring up your past to condemn you. And so we want to train ourselves to listen to the Holy Spirit. So part of that, part of how we train ourselves, is we would just practice hearing from God. Well, how do we practice hearing from God? Well, before you start reading or praying, just ask God to show you something. Ask God to speak to you. Amen. And don't expect an audible voice and don't expect sky writing or anything like that. No, just expect an impression on your heart. And maybe he'll talk to you in an audible voice. I don't know. He still does. But there might just be an impression. Even as we were just worshiping, um, I was kind of practicing this myself. Just, Lord, what do you want to say to me? And so many times I just get the words, I love you. Amen. Or something that just yep. builds me up, builds up my confidence. Or I'm there for you. Yeah. Amen. Or maybe a song will come into my heart yeah. and, uh, and that'll be something that I need for the day. Yep. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. So you can ask him to speak to you, ask him to give you revelation, and just listen. Just listen for what he has to say. Listen for what he wants to tell you. And then when you do hear his voice, you have to be able to discern. I'm sorry, when you do hear a voice, you have to be able to discern. So there's a lot of voices in the world. So how do we discern the voice of God? <clears throat> when you hear a voice, ask yourself, does it bring me peace? <laughs> that's, that's big, right? If it brings anxiety or fear, it's not of God. Right. Does it bring me peace? Um, does it line up with the character of God? Yeah. Is it something that um, I would say that God's character would represent what was spoken to me? Yeah. Amen. Does it full of love? Is it, full of, is it joyful? Yeah. Is it... Um, does it highlight the goodness of who he is? Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, does it line up with what the Bible says is the will of God? Yep. Amen. What can we say? That, that his will is his word. Amen. So as we read his word, as we read how he approached and, and talks to people and dealt with people in the New Testament, we can see his character. We can see... Maybe what he wants to say to us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. We can see that he is a forgiving God. Yeah. Amen. I mean, if you're, if you're asking the Lord to speak and you hear a voice that brings up your past and all the bad things you've done, then that's not God. Amen. The Bible even says that Satan will transform himself into an angel of light. And he'll, de- he'll try to deceive us. Yeah. Amen. That's true. Not to be afraid or scared of anything like that. Because we have the Holy Spirit, right? But we still want to be watchful. We still want, the Bible says we want to be watchful, we want to be vigilant. Because the enemy, the adversary, comes around as a roaring lion seeking whom we may devour. Right. Doesn't mean he's going to devour you. He's just looking for those that are, uh, are listening to wrong voices. Who's, who can I deceive today? Amen. And so, as we pray, as we spend time with the Lord, we're also watchful. Listening, we're watchful, we're, we're making sure that what we're hearing it lines up with God and what who He is and what the Word says. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 
And then the other thing is, Jesus is always going to speak to you clearly and without confusion. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. The Bible says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So, there's no, there's not going to be, you're not going to be confused. He's not going to say one thing and then change his mind and say the other, say another thing. He's not going to send you mixed signals. Amen. He's not going to tell you one thing and then go back on his word. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So he's the same. His, his will doesn't change for your life. Amen. His will is for you to be healed. His will is for you to be set free from bondage. His will is for you to be uh, financial, you know, um, have all your needs met. That's his will for your life. Amen. So if he's speaking to you and it lines up with those things, that's good. That's God. Amen. And remember, the Bible says that, that Satan is a liar and he's the father of lies. Yep. Right? So, so anything he says, the exact opposite is going to be true. Yep. Right? Anything God says is true. Anything that Satan says is going to be the exact opposite of what's true. Right. Yeah. So again, we want to discern. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he told you yesterday will be true today. Yep. Amen? Yeah. He doesn't change his mind about you. The calling he had for you 10 years ago, even if you haven't fulfilled the calling, is the same calling he has for you now. Yeah. Amen. He doesn't give up on you. Amen. Right? He's going to give you fresh words. He's going to give you fresh revelations, different things like that. I'm not saying that it's an old calling. I'm just saying that if you were good enough then when the calling came, you're good enough now to fulfill what God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. He's not going to say, well, I think maybe that, maybe that is too big of a calling for so-and-so. No, he's, he's empowered you. Amen. We have the mind of Christ. Amen. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Unlimited power. Amen. Unlimited authority to do what God has called us to do. Amen. Remember when Jesus sent out the 70, he said, uh, don't take anything along with you. Don't take anything. Yeah. Right? Except for what? Except for the power of God. Yeah. He blessed them, the Holy Spirit. They cast out devils. The sick were healed. They came back just astonished of all the good things that God, that was happening in these cities. Amen. But they didn't need anything except for the power of God because it's unlimited. That's all they needed. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 1, 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until... The day of Jesus Christ. So if he started something in you, he's going. He's faithful. We serve a faithful God, and he's going to complete that in you. Okay. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, my 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 grandfather, my my dad's dad. He um, was really successful in insurance for a long time, and wasn't saved. And the Lord called him. Um, Later on, like I think he was in his 40s, I'll talk to him after this probably, but um, in his 40s, and the Lord called him to pastor. Um, he, got, he had gotten saved, and then, you know, and the Lord called him to pastor. And, uh, and we can think, well, am I um, too old to be doing this? Am I too old to be called for this? Um, but you're not. Amen? Yeah. Remember Elizabeth. <clears throat> Elizabeth was not young when she conceived John, right? When she conceived John the Baptist. You're never too old and you're never too young to do what God's called you to do. 
Amen. There's never anything that's too big that God will call you to do. Amen. You know what I mean? He's anointed you to do what your calling is. He's anointed you. We've all been anointed to preach the gospel, but he's anointed you in your specific calling, in your niche, what what he wants you to do to affect the kingdom. Amen. So if you if you know that God has called you to do something, maybe it was years ago, and some time has passed, and you're not sure anymore, just know that God has not changed his mind about you. He's not said, well, I don't think they're qualified anymore. Who is qualified? We're not qualified, except the Bible says we're justified by his grace. We're justified by his grace. I can't be justified by myself. I'm not justified in, in, in preaching or being a pastor just because of, of um, who I am, but because of who he is. Yeah. Amen. We're not qualified or justified to preach the gospel on our jobs because of who we are, but because of who he is. Amen. We have this influence. In the prayer, of, you know, when Jabez, when he prayed to God, um, he couldn't just decide, I'm going to be, um, I'm not going to cause pain anymore. No, he, he made his request to God. Amen. And then God answered his prayer. So everything we are is because of Jesus, because of who he is. Amen. And so when we, when we talk to him and when we converse, again, he's not going to um, squash your dreams. He's not going to talk to you negatively. He's not going to be negative about your situation. He's always going to bring encouragement. Amen. So we want to practice hearing his voice. We want to practice hearing um, just by asking him as we read, as we pray, Lord, you know, speak to me. As I read your word today, I thank you for giving me revelations. Give me something that I can use for today. And he always will. He'll always give you something that you can use for today. And then we want to discern, discern the voice that we're hearing. Amen. The more we do it, the better at it. Right? Used to be practice makes perfect. Now it's practice makes progress. Right? So as we practice, as we practice the presence of the Lord, as we practice hearing from God, we make progress. Amen. Amen. We become, the Bible says we can become mature. Amen. Mature in Him. Mature just knowing, uh, and I think a lot of maturity is just knowing the character of who He is. You know, as we hear His voice, we're going to understand the character of who God is. Amen. I think there's there's a lot of people that, that see God as harsh and as um, that he's going to, uh, he, he doesn't want you to have what you want. It's just, it's just um, even if you don't like it, he's going to put you in a situation. Yeah. I, think, I think God loves us. I think he knows, I know God loves us. I think he knows what we like. The Bible says that he gives us the desires of our heart. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Play, I think he places desires in our heart. Yeah. Amen. So, if you have a certain skill, or if you're really, really good at something, that's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. Amen. Be looking at ways that God can help you uh, use that to further his kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So, the art of listening, just listening to God. Just listening to what he wants to say. Listening to um, how to approach your life. How to approach your situation. Amen? Hallelujah. To end today, uh, if we could put some instrumental music on in the back.
We're going to practice. Okay, we're going to practice this this morning. All right. So, um, if you ever could, you could. Well, I'll just you guys can sit down. It'll be fine. We'll sit down. We're going to put some music on. I want you to close your eyes. And I just want you to ask the Lord, what do you want me to say to me right now? Say, Lord, what do you want to say to me right now? And so, you know, put away, you can put away your Bibles, put away your phones. Don't think about what you're going to have for lunch right now. But just, just ask Jesus, Lord, what do you want to say to me right now? What do you want me to know? And I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet here so you guys can think too. Allow him to speak to you. Maybe he'll give you a scripture. Maybe he'll give you a word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know you can do this at any time during your day. You can just be quiet. You can say, Lord, what do you want to say to me right now? The word he just gave me was, I am with you to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's speaking, amen. He's speaking. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, even as we think, as we, as we meditate on the word you gave us, Lord, I thank you for just that we can have a great day today. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of peace. Amen. You are a God of joy, Lord. So I thank you that today we can be joyful. Yes, today is the day you have made and we will rejoice, the Bible says, and be glad in it. Yeah. Lord, that we can have peace, that we don't have to have any anxiety, we don't have to have any cares. The Bible says we cast our cares on you. Lord, uh, it says in your word that um, we give you our spirit of heaviness and you give us the garment of praise. So Lord, we we praise you for everything you do. We praise you for who you are. And we give you, we we just bless you, Lord. I just pray, I declare in Jesus' name a blessing on everybody here. A blessing on everybody's prayer life. A blessing on everybody's, just when they spend time with you, that it's blessed time. Hallelujah that you're working and you're moving in the lives of all of us, in the lives of your church, of your saints, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you didn't feel like you didn't, if, if you were thinking, you're, li- you're listening, and you feel like, I just didn't hear God saying anything to me, um, I encourage you to continue to do it. Amen. Go home That's and right. just, and continue to listen. Listen. Sometimes, I think some of us are unpracticed at listening. So it's like, okay, how do I do this? How do I listen to the Lord? Um, But it might just be, I love you. It might just be, I'm there for you. Amen. That's all you need. That's how the Lord speaks. So, I bless you in Jesus' name.
Thank you for a great day. Thank you all for coming this morning. And uh, just as you go, be blessed. Be blessed. Walk in the blessings of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.